Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the uh, divisional rounds playoff wild card after weekend NFL DFS show. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Peter Overzet and Mr. Tuttle 05, Dan Gasper. Soccer Dave, not with us this week. Sammy Reed, not able to fill in. You know, I was, I was thinking, Pete, Sammy pretty much comes on the show about twice a year, has for the last, you know, five, six years or whatever. No replacements needed this year because no one has anywhere to be. Like no one's got a family vacation to do. No one's got it. No one's got a trip to take. So no, no replacements have been needed until now because for the first time in eight months, Pete, Kitchen is actually uh, at least pretending to be doing some work. Yeah, the irony is we got producer Devin's now back in the Roto Grinders offices, and right before we're going live, I could, I swear I could hear Kitchen talking probably ten feet away from him. So we still need to get the story of why Kitchen can't be here. It seems to coincidentally line up with the Titans getting bounced from the playoffs, though. So I feel like we should talk, you know, for at least five to ten minutes about how bad the Titans looked. I mean. Arthur Smith getting these head coaching jobs. Got to say, I don't see it after watching that performance. <laughs> I mean, that Vrabel punt, uh, that was something. That was that was mega mind. Tuttle, what did you, did you play Derrick Henry this last weekend? Were you, were you like actively tilting this performance or, or like Pete and I, were you finally extracting some vengeance? I played him in some showdown. I, no way I was touching him in the, in the main slate. Granted, Main slate, it looked like it was going to, like Kamara wasn't going to beat him for a while there. And then yep. Kamara finally got there and then he didn't get the 100 yard bonus or the touchdown trying to run it in from the one yard line. But no, Derrick Henry, screw that guy, man. He also came in way lower owned than the ownership projections. At least in some of my stuff, he was more in the 30 to 35% range instead of the 50% range. And I was like, oh boy, if he goes off at low ownership, I mean, what that's what I try to do is I play him at low ownership and then he does nothing. So I was like, man, if I miss out on another opportunity to lose Skolansky bucks on Derrick Henry, I would have been so sad. It was on, like, honest to God though, this was the first time I ever remember getting punished. Or, or not getting punished for fading a 40% on Derrick Henry. I feel like over the last two years, every other chalk Derrick Henry spot, um, you know, w- was just a total smash. I guess I guess against the Chiefs in uh, the playoff game last year, it was, uh, it was very much not a smash. He sucked in that game. Remember the other thing that we talked about in the show that we all ended up being right on is we wanted to play A.J. Brown. Kitchen didn't want to play him because of his, you know, tortellini ankles. He did, you know, leave the game, you know, hobble off at one point, and he still got there. So, you know, we all get W's in that one. Tuttle, remember when you told me my take to play at least one Pittsburgh wide receiver in every lineup was bad? (laughs) It it was, it was bad, (laughs) but because the rule should have been to play all three of them in every single lineup. (laughs) Min three, max five. (laughs) I mean, okay. I mean, I assume that we all played a very similar strategy uh, last week where it was all in on Josh Allen on Saturday, all in on Lamar Jackson on Sunday, 
then in the, the four games sl- or a six game slate, very similar thing, like only using those two quarterbacks. So it was, for me, it was a very profitable, it was looking like it was going to be a really good weekend up until the point where Ben Roethlisberger, I think completed like his 55th pass or something <laughs> like that. Like it was, that is one of the most absurd team level DFS production games I can ever remember. And it was like a college football game. I, I literally, so Davis had the mush of the century sends me a screenshot of my lineup in the spy at halftime of that game or at the start. And I'm winning the spy. And I, I was going to have one of my best days of the season, probably my best to literally my worst. I lost, like I lost more on that slate that I did any other slate this year, that swing in that half. I, I still haven't gotten over it. So that that's actually what was even more disgusting was even at halftime, like those the the Josh Allen Lamar Jackson like six game three game slate whatever teams were still looking pretty good I I had a team that was I think like 12th in the spy or something but I had Chubb and the Browns D and I was like oh this is just gonna be like I'm just gonna be stacking points on points and I I I'm sure that that team probably didn't even min cash at that point like and it's not like those guys were especially Ben like Ben was not like crazy chalk or anything which which leads me to our our four games late this weekend. First off, Dan, how are we, how are we feeling about the four games late? Are we, are we all in? Like is, I mean, this is people have been asking for this forever. Are we, are all these contests going to fill? Uh, yeah. On DraftKings, they will for sure. Um, well, FanDuel still a, did. They still did uh, the, the two. Yeah. Gamers. They did the two game and chopped it up. And like, I, I actually understand the six, like chopping the six game up. I don't like it. But like you know, three games is it's a little bit more playable. But the two two game slates on Fanduel are, are pretty rough. I mean, yeah, two two gamers with Fanduel's salary structure. It's uh, I mean, it's bingo. It, like it, it yeah. kind of feels like yeah. So I mean, good games this weekend, right? We should have Baltimore Buffalo should be a good DFS game. Cleveland Kansas City should be a good DFS game. Tampa Bay and New Orleans should be a good DFS game, and then. Uh, you know, like how quickly do the Packers get up 14 points on the Rams stand? Like how fast do you think it transitions to Jared Goff just hopelessly wafting passes in Gerald Everett's general direction? Man, I don't know. But if that's the game script you're thinking, then jam the Packers defense in, right? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. I, w- I, mean, I wouldn't be that surprised if Rams started with the ball, established, yeah, established an eight minute drive. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the, the, that's kind of my view of what's going to happen. It's just going to be a, a nasty, slow-paced game because even the Packers, like they're so efficient offensively, offensively, and they're so good, but they're slow with the ball too. Um, so even if they kind of sustain drives, then you're you're looking at a really ugly game. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that happen with Packers games a bunch where like it looks like Aaron Jones is set up for an explosion spot, and then second half of the year, Devontae would get like twenty-five a game but not 35 a game. Like it was, it just was, it was just a little bit slower paced. I mean, that does look, it looks like the worst game of, of the four, but you know, then, then the mega mind is like, well, do I play Jared Goff for 55 passing attempts? I mean, probably not. I I think it will be very hard for even Rogers, Brady, Breeze, Baker, and Goff to touch the Mahomes, Allen, Lamar tier. Cause one of those guys will get 35 plus right Pete. Ownership. No, 35 plus points. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the uh, that's the interesting thing. If Do we think ownership's going to condense around Mahomes and Allen, I assume? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lamar will still get, uh, you know, 20 or so. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, Brady after 
you know, a couple explosion games that he's had over the last month of the season, Brady will be, you know, 10 to 15% on the four gamer. Probably. I know, which is, is really interesting too, because like if Rogers is going to be the odd man out here, I mean, he can put up a big spot. I know whatever. Oh, hang on. Should we just do it? Uh, how worried are you about Jalen Ramsey on Devonte Adams, bro? I've already, I've already seen the, the, the drum beats on Twitter of like, like the film bros are like, you know, Jalen, bro, he'll, he'll go in the slot. I watched all of Jalen Ramsey's slot snaps from this season. His technique is unrivaled. His hip fluidity, his foot frequency. You just, you just cannot do anything with Jalen Ramsey. And foot frequency. <laughs> dude, that's a real thing. I, I mean, it's, uh, of course it's not a real thing, but it's a thing that like people say. Uh, so wait, I didn't even realize that until this moment right now. Are the people worried about Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams? Is this going to be something that impacts his ownership, Pete? I think so. And I think you, you'll get a compounding of narratives too of like, oh, they're going to boat race the Rams. I want Aaron Jones. I want the ground yeah. game and Jalen Ramsey. We could probably get Devontae Adams, what, sub 30% in this spot with because we have Diggs, Kelsey, and MT. Like you have to choose. And, and Tyreek. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, sorry, I meant uh, Hill, not Kelsey, but yeah, all those guys. So, yeah, someone's going to get squeezed, and uh, I could see it being Adam somehow. All right. So, I guess we should stick to the, to the outline. Sorry, sorry, producer Devin. Quarterbacks specifically, Dan, out of Mahomes, Lamar, and Josh on the four gamer on DraftKings, who are the one that you are most likely to like? Who's what's going to be your most owned quarterback on the four gamer? I think it's got to be Mahomes. Yeah, it's Mahomes um, I know, easy, I think. I know he's more expensive. I know people will say, well, he doesn't have the mobility or quite the mobility that the other quarterbacks have. But, man, this Cle- – I mean, Cleveland defense will get a few pieces back, but they're just not – they're not good. And I don't think the – I don't think Kansas City will will let off the gas either. I think they'll they'll put up a lot of points. No, that's a regular season Chiefs thing. Like, what what they put up they, – they, they certainly did not let up on the Texans last year. They ended up scoring 45, I think, in that game against the Texans. Like – they're, 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 I don't think they're calling the dogs off. Are you, do you, do you think similarly, Pete, or are you, uh, no. do you yeah. like Josh or Lamar more? No, I, I mean, Mahomes is a smash. The question is, is if the ownership is more tightly packed together, then I think you just play Mahomes. I mean, if he's going to be double the ownership of Lamar Jackson, then uh, I, I think my he, galaxy I, brain starts, I, starts churning. He will be double the ownership of Lamar. I feel I feel like 38% confident in that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not double. Maybe it's like 33-22 or something. But like enough enough that if you are actually a true galaxy brain, bro, enough that you would weigh it. It is pretty wild that the Chiefs implied total is nine points higher than the Ravens too. I mean, that's, that's that, massive. <laughs> so when I was, I was working on projections earlier and I was just like, you know, looking at our back end on, on the totals and everything, doesn't the total for that game strike you as very low compared yeah. to what these two teams have done? Team total of 24 and a half for Baltimore team total of 26 for Buffalo. Like both of those numbers, I thought this would be 55 total, 29 team total 26 team total like this is this is not what i anticipated um is it like is there bad weather expected for that game or is it respect for the ravens defense or what there is snow i think 40 percent chance of snow because i saw a quote lamar jackson is uh, i believe it was wary of playing his first snow game apparently he's never played in the snow which i love these athletes like they think they're the best in the world at everything like nothing can conquer them and lamar's out here being like i don't want to play in the snow guys <laughs> well i mean he 
was from Florida, played high school in Florida, then went to college at Louisville. So, I mean, it, it would make sense that he literally has never played a football game in the snow, given like the geographical context of his life. Yeah, I wondered. I mean, the other interesting thing about the team, not that it, I guess, would move the needle that much, but you got to think Buffalo's pass expectation even goes up higher than it is without Zach Moss in play. I mean, they're going to throw like 90% of the time. Well, because Moss is the grinder, right? Moss yeah. was the, he was the grinder back and Singletary was the pass catcher. Um, and I, you know, I'm thinking like Josh Allen is like the reverse of Lamar Jackson. Like he's like the Bane, like you were just adapted to the snow, but I played college football in Wyoming. <laughs> like I played, I played all my games um, in the snow, I guess. Tuttle, who's your favorite out of the remainders? Uh, Brady, Breeze, Baker, Goff. Yeah. I mean, any of those guys, I mean, I, I am probably just going to run these three dudes, Mahomes, Lamar and Josh in my MME set, but I don't even think that's GTO. Like, I think it's clearly GTO to be underweight those guys and overweight on at least one of the other quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably Brady out of the remaining guys. Um, I do think you can play the angle if you really want. Like, Cleveland will be playing from behind and finally forced to throw the ball. Um, but man, Baker has, I mean, he, he had a couple of good games during the middle of the season, but that's basically the only only way he's going to get any sort of volume is if Cleveland fall, falls behind early. Otherwise, they're just going to – like if it's a situation-neutral game, he's just going to – they're going to pound the rock with, with Chubb. He's going to throw five-yard targets to Austin Hooper, and that's going to be their game. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they're well, going to get boat raced, I think. Yeah, I think they are too. So I, I could see just playing that angle with Baker and hoping he gets enough volume stats to get there. Well, and the other thing – I mean, it was kind of weird uh, with their game, right? Where Hunt got the rushing touchdowns and it was Chubb that was getting involved in the screen game. Um, you know, if we're going to get Chubb at super low ownership, even if we're projecting a negative game script, if they're still using him in the screen game, he could be a smash uh, at that ownership. And we just know he has the talent to take it to the house. Good, good hand in the dirt take there from uh, from our guy, Peter Oversett. Um, all right, let's build... Let's build a DK team. Dan, I'll give you first pick. Uh, DK pick. I'm just going to go Mahomes. Okay. Mahomes. Pete, what you got? Um, let's see here. Do we like um, – let's Draft go. Kings, NFL, DFS. Let's go. Well, I was debating if we want to go Hill or Kelsey as our premium double, but let's go with Kelsey. Okay. Uh, I'll go, you go, Kelsey. I will, of course, with the news that my guy, Sammy Watkins, not at practice on Wednesday. There's only one thing you can do, and that's play McCall Hardman in a playoff slate. Well, it might be in play, even if, if Watkins goes or is active. It just it's it's hard for me to imagine Demarcus Robinson playing a very big role again for a Chiefs playoff team, but. It is. There's nothing more frustrating than just like rooting for McCall Hardman and wanting him to do stuff so bad, and then just seeing him like drop passes, be in the wrong spot, and then you just watch Mahomes and Reed yell at him, and it's just like it's terrible. No, I actually think Tuttle's onto something. I think you want Watkins active or limited mm-hmm. because if not, he is going to be everyone's pump play du jour. Yeah, give me yeah. Watkins active. This screams like the spot, even if Watkins is active, where they have a couple of Hardman screen plays set up. A few plays designed just for him um so I, yeah I, I want Watkins active just to, to drive that ownership down 
Yeah, I mean, the, the thesis behind the Hardman play is that he takes some stupid jet sweep or screen or slant 70 yards. Like, that. that's the whole thesis. It's not that he racks up um, 11 targets or, or anything like that. Uh, all right, Tuttle, back to you. Um, oh, do you want me to get ugly with it? Yeah. Yeah. I did notice there's a guy that is actually going to be on the field for Cleveland. That is min-priced. And, DPJ. Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones. Let's do it. Min price. When you play Chiefs, you gotta save money in this economy. Right. Bring it. He's bring the it he is the he is the Aldi brand bring back, right? Because yep. the the correlation with like uh Jarvis Landry ownership and Mahomes ownership is gonna be massive. And uh Peoples Jones played 46 snaps, 69% of the snaps last week. They just really were not throwing much at all in the second half. So yeah, I'm I'm on board. Uh, all right, Pete, it's you. All right, so, oh, man, I, 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 every slate, I love playing one of these Bucks wide receivers because they always go under own because no one knows which one to play. So it's always Godwin? No, see, I was going to say it's always Evans. I mean, it should be Evans. Evans yeah. has been their best wide receiver. He was, you know, coming off the hyperextended knee. I thought he wasn't going to do much last week. He looked yeah, good. He crushed. Yeah. Give him another week here. Um, let's go. Let's roll Evans here. Man, Godwin who, who, had 12 targets in that game. Who has the uh, the Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore stats when you need them? Oh, there. He actually crushes him. I I do. No, I do. It's not. I guarantee. No way. Yeah, he gets like shut the f down. Like. All right, we're going. We're going to my favorite place on the internet. The PFF wide receiver <laughs> cornerback matchups. So aren't you um, worried? Yeah. I, I, are the, I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're like it's. It only has LA and Green Bay. That's very. It's very because bizarre. all of our worry is concentrated on one matchup. I I found. Oh wait, uh, no, I I got it. I got it. I got a you Lord go Reeves write up though too, from our from our friend Richie Rebar at uh, SharpFootballAnalysis.com. In two games versus the Saints this season, Evans has games of one two one. In four sixty-four zero, Evans has ghosted us a few times in this rivalry. He has developed with Marshall Lattimore last season. He was goose egged on three targets in Week Five, and then came back with four for sixty-nine on eight targets in Week Eleven. You know what? I'm old enough to remember when Jalen Ramsey was going to shut down DK Metcalf last I, week. I too. also am old enough to remember that man. <laughs> the, the, the broken the, play you, got him there. The aren't you worried, bros? They were. It was. They had a tough scene last weekend. So. Per the PFF wide receiver cornerback matchup charts, Mike Evans has the fifth best advantage. That's how PFF measures things. Um, at, they at have him lined up against Lattimore? Yeah, they have him lined up against Lattimore. They give Lattimore a 57.5 defensive grade. They give Mike Evans a 76.1 offensive grade. grade this season. Yeah, so a lot. And if I want to add a little bit more color, which is not really my job, and I feel as if Dave not being here is um, forcing the show to be far too productive. Evans was banged up in that week five game. He had just suffered that knee injury, but he just played because Mike Evans always plays when he's banged up. So just a little bit of color there. Uh, all right. My next pick, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and tout Devin Singletary. I mean, yeah, 4,500. He should be. I mean, I would be very surprised if TJ Yeldon or Taiwan Jones played even 15 snaps in this game. I mean, Pete Pete is uh, very in tune with Zach Moss. He loves Zach Moss, so maybe he has a better read on this than me. 
but I feel like Singletary should see 80% of the running back snaps here. I mean, he played, I believe, every single snap when Zach Moss went down. Um, well, I think Yeldon was maybe a, a scratch last week. That could that could be wrong, though. Uh, I'll look inactive. right now. Yeah, but even in – was Yeldon active week 17? Um, no. when Who was the guy that came in? Antoine. A- Anton- Antonio Williams, but Antonio he, Williams, he, yeah. he's back on the practice squad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the, the real question is – I mean, at what point do the scales tip on ownership where Singletary's a bad play? Because I think at his just price and this this matchup, I think is a is a great great play. I just don't want to play him at fifty percent. Yeah, and and he, well, so let, let the alter, I mean, let's we'll talk about running backs here in a second. Yeah. Let's let's finish this lineup first. Uh, so back to you, Dan. We got Mahomes, Singletary, Hardman, Donald's, Donovan, Peoples Jones, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey. Well, let's see if we put Rams defense in. Gives us 69 a spot. Yeah. I do like Rams and Akers. Rams defense plus Cam Akers. And then and then, then Tyreek. And then we can fit Kamara. Kamara. Tyreek, because we got Mahomes, bro. You want to go the triple stack? Yeah, I mean, I think the the value <sighs> of just going mega all in on the correlation stacks is what about pretty the good. mini correlation with Mike Evans? We need him pushing Mike Evans. <laughs> I actually think Mike Thomas looks like the better uh, correlation. I mean, Mike Thomas just looked yeah. like Slant Boy. He looked like, he looked like he was back to being Slant Boy. Though um, Deontay Harris is like uh, he's like set the world record for targets per route run. He, he ran routes on 14% of dropbacks, but had, he, he had what, seven targets, I think. Yep. Yeah. All right. If you're throwing this in the $3 play action, don't do please me, don't dupe me, bros. Please don't dupe me, bro. Um, all right, let's go running backs now. So what we'll talk about the, the Buffalo situation here in a second, the two big, Injury situations, though, we have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was at practice on Wednesday. I have him uh, projected in on our stuff on Daily Rotor right now. I, I think he will probably go. But, Dan, the fat net, the fat net system, I mean, he, uh, we, we got a fumble from uh, Soccer Dave's guy, Keyshawn Vaughn, <laughs> last week. They did not raise Fournette's price at all. 19 carries, four targets, uh, stuffed in the short yardage touchdown. He looked like shit the whole time. I mean, just looks like uh, a, a warmed over uh, Frank Gorian levels, but it, it just doesn't matter in that offense, really. Yeah, he's too cheap for what his role would be if, if Rojo can't go. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. He's 4,900, uh, has active or has some work in it in the passing game as well, which we like. I think that will be the, the lineup construction if – uh, if Rojo doesn't go, I could see it being two cheap running backs and then pay up everywhere else. Just jam four good wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, and then that leads to you know massive leverage on Aaron Jones. I, I think Kamara won't be that popular this week, anyways, because he's really expensive. And with people playing the expensive quarterbacks and more people, you know, there was no expensive tight end last week, but we have uh, we have Kelsey uh, in the slate. This week, I do think that shifts. Like, I, I think Kamara is a guy who looks like if you if you played fifty percent of him, I think you'd be comfortably over the field with this potential value of running back. Yeah, the two guys that jump out to me as a GPP bro, just looking at you know ceiling versus ownership. Nick Chubb, 
who we mentioned. And then J.K. Dobbins, uh, it looks like, I think is probably going to get squeezed here a bit because people are going to go studs and duds. They're going to want Kamara Jones. They're going to want Fournette or Singletary. And I think these guys in the mid-range like Chubb and Dobbins will probably fly under the radar a little bit. I like him a decent amount. Yeah, I mean, we we just got to jam our guy. Uh, Nick Chubb just re- because of what his potential upside is right total or no like is, is he is is he maybe the is he maybe the galaxy brain um bring back instead of Jarvis Landry instead of Richard Higgins it's like because Ch- they were actually involving Chubb as a receiver last week like they clearly had right. plays that were designed to use him as a receiver in a way that I that they have not done very often in the past Right, but I would still like to see it in a different game script, right? Sure. Like, yeah. Like they were, they were dominating, and they were setting that up as kind of misdirection type of thing. Whereas I'd like to see him actually getting those snaps, um, you know, when coming from behind. He did run more routes than Kareem Hunt last week, but again, I think it was more just that they were playing with the with the lead. What, what was the last time that Cleveland actually was like forced to play from behind? It's probably Baltimore um yeah let's let's just uh let's give it a little look see here the last time last time the browns like got is, crushed i mean they played it there they lost to the raiders back november 1st and they they That's lost six, to the six, jets six. they lost the, to the jets and chubb had five targets and hunt had five targets in that game with, with when they had no wide receivers it is kind of crazy just looking at their game logs of they either are like eking out these victories or just in total barn burner shootouts. La- laying the <laughs> laying the waste, yeah. I know. I was joking around that the AFC championship game no one wants to see would be Browns versus Ravens. And yet their game was 47-42 just a few weeks yeah, it was back. A, it was a great game. Yeah. yeah. No one, no one really wants to see it though. Everyone, everyone wants to see Josh Allen, you know, try and do it. I, I think Baltimore, like I am certainly higher on Baltimore than the public is though. I, I feel, you know, pretty strongly about their ability to compete there. All right. What about the CEH leverage play? Like, you know, he, he's back at practice. Let's say he's healthy. I mean, we have already established huge ownership on Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, even peripheral ownership on Watkins and Hardman. If CH gets 14 carries, four targets, and scores twice, he probably like I mean not he's 100% in uh, the winning lineups then, but he's gonna come in at absurdly low owned for highest team total of the slate starting running back. Well, yeah, I think you could just use him as an onslaught too, not that, even yep. as just leverage. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I was talking to Bime for on Friday about that, and I ended up doing that with the Josh Allen team last week with Singletary, where if you're playing that angle like a lot of the pass catchers, that shit's going to be duped. Like a lot of different ways people want to do that. But if you're doing a Mahomes CEH with two pass catchers, now you're you're capturing all the points if they they hit that total and you're setting yourself up to be unique. So I like that angle a lot with Mahomes. Please don't dupe my Mahomes stacks, bro. Please don't. Yeah, that's the uh, problem though with this slate, right? Like everybody's going to have the chief stack and like, yeah, you can game theory around it, but I mean, so I actually think the, like the semi-owned high total leverage stack looks like bills, double stacks. Cause no one's going to want to play John Brown after last week. Cole Beasley didn't have, uh, you know, and like Cole Beasley was fine. 
but it was, you know, it was mostly the Josh Allen show. And so there, we're going to see naked Josh Allen, single stacked Josh Allen, you know, double bring back Josh Allen instead of double stacks. And so on the slate that they are on, uh, on the, on the two gamer, I, I was thinking maybe it might be interesting to run 150 uh, Josh Allen doubles on Saturday. And then, you know, like half of that for, for the four gamer. But I, I thinking I would probably do that with, you know, and just jam in John Brown. The other reason I like that too, is because if Singletary's ownership continues to steam throughout the week, people, first yep. of all, aren't going to want to use Singletary with Josh Allen. And it might push people away of like, Hey, I'll just play the chiefs double and I'll play Singletary to get my bills exposure cheap. Where if you flip that too, you know, and you play, you toss in Singletary with Josh Allen or you go a double, triple stack with the Bills. I, I think you go right back to John Brown. I ain't scared of the zero. I mean, I am a little scared because it does <laughs> it it does look like it does look like Beasley has just uh surpassed him in uh their their target tree, but just be, because of what he will be owned and the hand builders, if if we can bring back an early season theme of the show the hand builders are not clicking john brown this week i will uh i will put that on wax for sure what was his yeah, problem yeah. man that was so annoying he just yeah. i think he just was banged up so he wasn't really open i, I would think that would be it he it was such it was up. such a joy playing another round of cash and i believe i ended up taking three zeros <laughs> yeah cash. you legit legitimately uh, could take three zeros Ron, ronald jones gronk and uh and john brown i had the same three. oh no i had i had oh, four, Corey davis yeah. instead of gronk throw, throw Corey davis in there <laughs> yeah gronk yeah. they just use as a uh, blocker he was a he was uh he brought back our 2018 swole cast joke of him being um the right tackle yeah, yeah, but that was it, actually the position he played. And that was Johnny Smith. Sense. <laughs> Johnny Smith was the right tackle tight end as well. Yeah, Anthony <laughs> Anthony Ferkser's backup. Um, all right, let's do wide receiver now. Dude, let's. Uh, I mean, I I'm not afraid of Jalen Ramsey. I will just be playing da- Devontae Adams at whatever his projection is, and I'm not I'm not altering his projection um, because Jalen Ramsey happens to play for the Los Angeles Rams. So I assume for ownership perspective, we're going to have a big four, right? Adams, Diggs, Hill, and Mike Thomas. Yeah, and I would imagine Tyreek and Diggs end up being the highest owned, both combination of price, uh, no one's scared about the matchup, and then the quarterbacks. Man, and then if you get that that chasm there in ownership, then you're right there to the Bucks guys. Godwin and Evans look like the really nice plays at the at the lower ownership. Yeah. Uh, Tuttle, which one of the, of those four do you think is like, do you like the most? Oh, what the top four? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Tyreek. I, I was just yeah. looking at, uh, Rogers game logs because I was like, if you dock efficiency just a little bit, not necessarily just for the Ramsey matchup, but for the whole, the, the matchup as a whole against a good Rams defense. If you, if you dock efficiency at all, like there's no volume here. He's only cracked 33 times despite yeah, probably that's he pro- like probably he's going to win MVP and he's only cracked 30 DK points three times. But even even look at his passing attempts the past how Yeah, it's like tw- 28, 29, 26. Yeah. And that's the yeah. problem like if if they get to a lead again this is going to be a really slow game. So I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm scared of Jalen Ramsey, but if you factor matchup in a tiny bit and the price tag and you're looking at, you know, maybe 10 targets overall. 
for Adams. He just has to be super, super efficient with it. And it's not a very good matchup to be super efficient with his targets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I just am not interested in that game at all. And, and maybe that ends up being bad. And maybe like because of salary, because Rodgers won't add any rushing. So his stacks will be super obvious. Like if he throws four touchdowns, two of them are to Tunyon, two of them are to Adams. I mean, his chances of being in the winning lineup just go through the roof because, you know, his stacks, like the stacks are obviously, it's going to be more correlated lineups. And, and obviously, um, you know, that, that should lead to our guy, Sir Robert of Trees, who does look like an incredible play. Cooper Cup banged up his knee last week. Cooper or, or Robert Woods is 5,900. I mean, you probably got to pencil him in for like literally like 12 to 15 targets if Cooper Cup can't go. Like they're going to get, they're just going to feed Sir Robert the ball. I mean, he would be, he would be, I think, my favorite play of the slate if, if Cup doesn't play. Who ran all the slot snaps back in week 17? I got to bring that up. Reynolds. Because right? that's gonna that's gonna be the the guy touted. Because aren't you scared of Jair Alexander, bro? <laughs> is he even good? Does he another? Is he another one who's not even any good? No, he's he's good. He's we need oh, like he, the we need like PF- the yakety sax music where you pull up the PRF <laughs> pro football charts. Here. Listen to this, dude. PFF gives Jair Alexander a ninety point five grade. I like he's literally good. don't know if I've ever seen a grade that high. That's like that's like uh like what they give Mahomes. Yeah, he's good, dude. No way, um, dude. No quarterback no, is. is that good. This this could be just like yeah, it's Woods in the slot, by the way. Woods I would I would feel so much better about the Rams if Wolford was starting. Uh, I feel like this game could just be similar to the Titans imploding there on the road at what was it, week sixteen or whatever. Um, it just seems like an awful spot for the Rams offense. Here's the thing: I mean, the, the Wolford starting is worse for the pass catchers, right? Yeah, because he he scrambles and he just yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I just mean for the I mean, can't you just see just a couple back breaking pick sixes from Goff and just burying this game? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't mind yeah. the because that's the competing narratives with the running backs, right? The Packers rush defense has been bad, but they could also get in a super bad game script, and I feel like that's the riddle with Acres, right? Because he's had massive touch totals. I think he had twenty eight and twenty one the past two games but he hasn't been getting used a ton in the past game. So do they stick with him on the ground if they get down two scores or are they going to, you know, check down to him or is Malcolm Brown just going to come in and get that? Uh, I feel, doesn't it just kind of feel like the Malcolm Brown thing is kind of over and it's just acres now. Uh, I I mean, and maybe, maybe that's just like, you know, something that will, uh, that will prove to be wrong, but, I mean, Acres to me seems like interesting for a couple reasons. The first being, no one is going to be like interested in stacking that game. Two, I think you feel way better. Like his volume is locked in. If you had to say which running back on this slate gets twenty carries, and you had you had to make a bet, you would you would bet Acres. You would bet Acres before you would bet Fournette. You'd bet Acres before you bet Aaron Jones, before Chubb, before Dobbins, and he's priced at fifty seven hundred on DraftKings and he will not even be the most owned running back despite projecting for the most touches. Even without kitchen, we found a way to uh, circle back on the show sheet uh, and talk about yeah. running back instead of wide receiver. Also, yeah, people in the chat pointing out uh, kitchen's Wi-Fi man. He is, um, we keep hearing him like a little bit. Um, you'll notice he, he's frozen here on the screen. It's, it's really bad. I don't know how he hasn't had this figured out. It's, it's awful. He, he shouldn't get paid for this episode. I feel yeah, pretty strongly about that. 
I, I also feel pretty strongly about it, but I think he'll find, I think he'll weasel his way in to, uh, to getting paid somehow. Hang on real quick on the kitchen thing. So he, I, do you think he said on Twitter, but we all joke around on Twitter. We all lie for comedic sake on Twitter. Do you think he actually dove into the DQ blizzard cake after the Titans loss? 1 million percent. Dave 100%. is an emotional eater, dude. hundred yes. <laughs> percent. Okay. Cause I could, I thought he, you know, he could just be having fun with it. Yeah. Eat no. my feelings. Or do you think he actually did? Wow. No, what I, I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, or I wouldn't guarantee it. I would say it's like minus two fifty to be true. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about the weight loss bet with kitchen these days. Um, don't, I, I think that uh, the Zaxby's and the DQ combo is maybe not so good for like whatever strategy he had in mind for, for the weight loss bet. Maybe Tough you things. should, you should continue to push that edge. Just have a steady stream of DoorDash deliveries. I mean, the temptation alone, like I, I, I'm, I'm trying to eat even healthier these days, but if someone just like had, I don't know, like a, a sick order from Taco Bell show up at it's my like, doorstep. What, right what now, am I not going to eat I, it? Yeah, I'm probably yeah. eating that Crunchwrap Supreme right now. I mean, so, come on. I mean, that is 100% true. Like that's what I've noticed is like, uh, you know, like my, my girlfriend will have, you know, like whatever something and, and she'll bring some like leftovers or whatever. And I'll be like, Oh, so there's just, uh, Oh, there's just, you know, half of, uh, like, a some dank, uh, appetizer or something sitting left in the refrigerator. I'm like, what am I not going to have a bite of that? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to put that in the microwave. Like it's literally looking at me, bro. <laughs> like I have to. You got to keep it up, do? man. You got to, I mean, you can consider it taking some of your winnings and putting them into sending kitchen a nice little delivery once a week. Yeah. It's just a head strategy. I'm also, I'm taking on more of these bets though. People have been, people have been inspired by this, by these wagers. I got another reading bet. I got another exercise bet lined up. It's, it's spreading throughout the community, Pete. Yeah. As always, soccer Dave is such a leader. I got, did you see me by break my, I like once a year, I like respond in earnest to someone on Twitter. The guy that was uh, mad that we had made bets about reading props. Did you see that conversation? That was so bizarre. He was like, what, you, what kind of worthless person needs a bet to do something? And I was just like, bro, we're trying to better ourselves. Why are you adding me right now? Right. Like he was using the tone as if we were betting on like coronavirus deaths or something like super, you know, kind of gross to bet on. It's like, no, we're trying to bet our lives and he was very very upset about that yeah uh all right well cheap wide receivers we got to do we got to do cheap wide receivers now uh total already touted dpj um i need to do my sammy Watkins rant total this is why i do want him to miss um not only so i can play mccall hardman i don't care if he's chalk really but do you know how much money I have lost on Sammy Watkins in primetime games? Yes, in I playoff do, games, like it's T- it's you and TJ. Non, I can't stop, dude. Like what? What? It's just because you know, you know, he's got that game in him. You know, he's got the seven for one sixty four and two game lurking in his range of outcomes in a way that other mid tier wide receivers do not have. But. Uh, Pete, are we buying Marquise Brown, alpha wide receiver, uh, nine targets and a hundred yard bonus last week? I, he scored now uh, seven touchdowns in his last seven games. Like he just keeps crushing. Yeah, I can't. I kind of am buying it. When you see the, they were starting to give him the Debo Samuel treatment a little bit. You know, giving him those negative ten air yards on those passes behind the line of scrimmage, manufacturing touches from for him in addition to kind of the downfield targets. I kind of am buying it. And it's interesting because he never pops in projections. 
um, just because people have a hard time projecting, I think his kind of wide range there. And so, yeah, I, I think he's probably going to go underlooked and both him and Andrews are probably going to be nice bringbacks uh, at relatively in check ownership. If you're on slotting bills. Yeah. A- Andrews does look like a complete smash for um, a couple of different reasons. You know, it should be a more passive game script, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, cheap wide receivers, Dan, you, do you have more takes than just uh, DPJ? Well, we could have the Rams receivers. Um, so the interesting not, thing not was, super excited to play Van Jefferson no. or Josh Reynolds personally. <laughs> no, the interesting thing was that like they, they had kind of been trading snaps back and forth throughout the season as wide receiver three, but like Reynolds was the guy last week. Um, I don't think Van Jefferson even saw the field uh, according to PFF. Um, so I think that was an interesting note. Even if cup is active, it, it looks like Reynolds is the guy, like they could just change that up again randomly. Um Probably don't chase Deontay Harris. We talked about a little bit, but he only ran 14 routes. Like, yes, he is a threat to kind of break a play, but like little Jordan Humphrey was, was on the field more than him. Um, yeah. So it's not like a high probability guy to chase. Although. No, well, we, he's, we like un- he's dip, unplayable. Right? No, Deontay, like no, Deontay is unplayable. Dude, I, he looks like defense. Brandon cooks out there, man. He does. He that's so he's that fun. is the thing about it. When he gets the ball, you're like, Oh, this dude could just, he's so slippery. Yeah, he's like he could be gone in a second. Um, but no, I mean, come on saints, bro. We're playing, hey, we're playing Mike Thomas. We're playing Kamara. That's it. Hang on. That reminds me. Tuttle. Did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast with your kids? Obviously. Yeah. Did they love it? Yeah. I mean, it kept him entertained for just like a little bit. And, and then, then they got bored. Yeah, and then they got bored. They yeah. just were waiting for the slime to happen. And it was a game that there wasn't a whole lot of slime. So yeah, Javon Wim stealing slime from your kids. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that, that brought the 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 corresponding stuff with the Nickelodeon broadcast. Like there was so much gambling stuff that they put in there. Like they were like on the Nickelodeon website, they had like choose the player you think will get the most uh, yards and like stuff like that. Like just priming kids to head to the slot machine. That is sports gambling. (laughs) I needed needed them to talk more about, you know, the, the benefits of establishing the run, how important running backs are. (laughs) Cause I needed another generation of robust RB drafters born from this broadcast. (laughs) That is, that is one thing. So I, I, it's only one game on at a time. So you're listening to the commentators in a way that you're not on red zone. Like these guys are like agreeing with these like brain bust punts. Like even even Romo, who should know better, is like trying to protect Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky during that broadcast. He's like, you know, you know, Nagy's done a lot. Trubisky has done everything they've asked of him. Like, bro, what what do we have to take for some for some of these guys on TV to just like be honest and good at their jobs? You mean like Gabby when the Bears fourth down situation? She said, "Go big or go home. Go for it." I mean, when Gabby. You know, a girl who doesn't presumably watch a ton of football has better fourth down instincts than Tony Romo, who gets put on this commentating pedestal. I mean, burn it all down. I, well, Romo was really good because he felt like a breath of fresh air for a while. But but now he's like too inside, like he's met too many the coaches. Cocoon. He Well, yeah, dude, because he's met too many coaches. He's met too many GMs. He's probably angling for some of these jobs in the future, you know? So he doesn't want to be on the record as, like, criticizing anyone too harshly. Once you once you have the shrimp cocktail at Combine Week in Indianapolis, you get it <laughs> put into the cocoon. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, FanDuel. FanDuel, NFL, Screw DFS. Them, 
contests. Which uh, slate which, are we doing? <laughs> let's do like, well, yeah. I mean, let's do the Sunday slate, right? We we got the Chiefs. Uh, you know, we're we're breaking away from that gross uh, Rams Packers game. Um, always love to try and navigate the FanDuel website. Always tends to be one of the highlights of my week. Uh, listener league this week, Sunday slate, FanDuel.com <laughs> backslash fullcast. Bro, do you think a listener league is getting made in a week where Dave has to be in the office? Do you know how busy he is right now, man? Okay. He is, his head is swimming. Can I just tell you real quick? So you know how I did that like little t-shirt, fullcast t-shirt giveaway uh for the des bryant thing like five six weeks ago whatever um and sammy i I saw sammy's answers first to get is the right correct answer but there was actually somebody that answered before him but i told sammy he won and then i didn't tell sammy that somebody actually beat him so i just didn't ship him a shirt (laughs) and he he hits me up he's like where's my swellcast shirt man i'm like oh you didn't win but i'll actually i'll get you one never mind and so literally the process of getting a shirt shipped out is to message Eli, shout out to Eli, and then guy, Eli will guy, go ship that it. guy's a crusher. And then he'll ship it the next day. So if you do not have a shirt from Soccer Dave, it's because all he didn't do is just email Eli to go ship a shirt out. That that's the process. Wait, have 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 any anyone in the chat has anyone received a Swolecast shirt? Zero I feel- chance. Because I would, I, you know, not that we're that big of a deal, but I assume someone would have posted a photo on Twitter in their Swolecast shirt yeah. to this point, and I have not seen a single one of those. No, so all that has happened, that means, is David has just not given the addresses to, to Eli to ship. That's all he has to do. He, had, he doesn't have to go to the post office himself. He doesn't have to, like, box these things up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just... What, what do we think Dave is doing in the office today? Like if we had to, like, let's, what is everyone's guess for what Dave's role is in the Roto-Grinders office today? Like, do we think he's working on a Photoshop? Can I like, tell you I, what I like to think of? So my, I'm envisioning, so, because somebody's been kind of shadowing Devin, producer Devin. And so like, I can, like, I can see Devin actually trying to teach this guy, but can you imagine Dave trying to teach somebody his role like is, is somebody shadowing dave <laughs> i mean what, dave like, what would dave even say his job is at rotor grinders <laughs> creative director right <laughs> yeah but what does that mean dude <laughs> what what does it mean so he, he tells the guy so now we're we're gonna go play some ping pong and try to use it as a thought, thought and process. then then i gotta go down to the gym that we have in the office to get my regular <laughs> exercise routine in Working um on. And then I need to make sure that my internet hey. connection at home stays unstable. Devin, Devin, can you go right now, boots on the ground, and tell us what Kitchen is doing right now? Can you leave your battle station? Okay, Devin's okay. going. All right, oh there we gosh. go. I'm, no, I'm very he, excited. He, he left, he left, right? Because he had to go get pick his daughter's up. Oh, you're right, you're right. I was going to say, I was going to set the line on, like, what odds could someone give me that David is eating? when 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 <laughs> when Devin goes out there that he's you know there's donuts there there's there's uh you know whatever whatever it is that is in an i don't know i've never had an office job but i i've always been led to believe that there are like have you snacks. been have you been to the roto grinders offices davis Mm-mm. yeah when oh, yeah. i yeah well when last time i was in nashville with dave roto grinders uh did not have the big sick office yet they had a they had a different office okay uh Devin is telling us we have dave in the room Dave, can you... So he's lying. So he lied to us, right? Well, yeah, Dave, he, had, he had to go get the girls, right? At 210, he said. 
Central time. It's, it's 2.10. What's the deal, Dave? So he lied to us. Yeah, because look. <laughs> look at this. Where is it? You're I'll have late, to leave around 2.15 to pick up the girls. He lied to us, yeah. He could have made the show. He could have made the show. He didn't want to. Dave Dave didn't want to hustle for the people. Oh my god. Devin, Devin, do we have you back? What was what was Dave doing? Tell me what Dave was doing, please. Uh well Dave was currently packing up, I believe, whenever I walked. Packing up. <laughs> Just in, incredible stuff. All it's, right. All right. Let's let's get back let's, on track to what we yeah. do best. Building Sunday only FanDuel lineups. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the heart of the matter. Um, Pete, I'll let you go first this time. Uh, it would be just absolutely hilarious, right? If we did this just so Davis could jam Chiefs and then I pick a non-Mahomes quarterback. <laughs> Classic, yeah. Um, that these quarterbacks. I mean, what is Mahomes on this site? 75 percent. Like, yeah, seventy-five percent ownership. Um, how about this? How about we mega mind it? How about we like play we, Baker? We play Baker and with the Chiefs. With yeah. the Chiefs. All right. Yeah. All right, Baker, and then I will take uh, Travis Kelsey to take that decision out of your hands, Dan. Why not play both? Yeah, I think we're going to do both, right? I'll take I'll take Tyreek. Okay. All right, we got Tyreek. Um, then in this lineup, we we got to play. Well, Pete, you can go. Uh, yeah, let's toss Landry in. Yeah. All right, and then do we mega mind Clyde Edwards? E layer, might as well. Yeah, with Chubb instead. No, see, I think this is oh, the so, better. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the better mega mind. Layer gets yeah. the touchdowns. Yeah, and yeah. Hill and Kelsey get the yardage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Dan, running back. Not, not a lot of options here for you on the on the two games slate on Sunday on Fanduel. <laughs> this is such a shit. This, this two Fanduel slate is so. Why bad. did they not make a four gamer? How, how Fanduel guys? They did. They, not... they just didn't make it the feature shit. Yeah, we'll go uh, Austin Hooper in the flex. Yeah, Hooper. In, okay, so. all right. Dude, please don't dupe this in my contest on don't on Fanduel. <laughs> um, and then we play. Do, is is Hunt the better Mega Mind for this game script because he should play more passing downs? Yeah. Or do we play Fournette? I'm fine with either in this lineup. Yeah, we we go Hunt, and then do we do we copy the Millionaire Maker structure from last weekend and play the Chiefs defense against our stack? <laughs> yeah, if you go <laughs> if you go Tampa Bay, you can play Mike Evans. Then aren't you worried, bro? And then if you play, but if you play the Chiefs, you can play AB. So same diff. AB's trash. He is. He is trash. All right. Back to the DraftKings four gamer. We we did it. We fulfilled our contractual obligation uh, to, to to Devin to make it through the outline. Tight end. <laughs> tight end actually interesting in the four gamer because there is going to be crazy ownership on Kelsey and Andrews. And then we'll have guys like Hooper. Uh, what do we think Gronk after his blocking performance will be last week? Like eight, like 8% owned or something in the four gamer after what he did last week. Like just totally non-existent ownership, right? For who? Yeah. Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. 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 So I, I think you, I think you have the two guys at the top and then what? Probably Hooper and then Hooper and Tanyan maybe. And then another big gap to, to everybody else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even Tanya, I don't think we'll we'll get that owned. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Dawson Knox, he just plays like, like he, he got the, he fell into a touchdown last week, but he does, he just plays like all the time. Like he plays like 80%. He plays like 80% of the bill snaps. And then if cup isn't going to go like the thesis behind the Higby play is that he actually is pretty effective when he gets targeted. He just doesn't get targeted all that much, but this should be a pretty good target spot for him, especially if you think uh, Jair Alexander is, is locking down our guy, Robert Woods. Right. Yeah. I mean, both both Everett and Higby. Well, I was going to mention on that same line of thought, if you end up being worried about Adams uh, getting shut down and you're trying to do a punt MVS. I mean, look, the thesis behind the MVS play is that he's going to get an 80 yard target that he can catch at some point. It's just a mat. It's like 50, 50. If he catches he it. Yeah. I like those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 50, 50 at, you know, 5% ownership. I, I like uh, that expected value there. Well, it either will or it won't. So it's 50, 50. All right. There we go. I mean, I don't really want to talk anymore about tight ends. Uh, Good. Yeah. Let's talk about defenses. Super interesting <laughs> slate for defense. Well, we should at least say this. There is, I think, a, uh, a non-dupe slash projected ownership edge in doing what the Millie Maker winner did last week, which was, I think, pretty clearly – he just didn't put rules in when he built. So he just ended up randomly with the Browns defense against his Steelers stack. But like, are there even correlation rules you can make like positive correlation between Baker and the chiefs defense? Because if Baker throws a pick six that like locks him into 45 passing attempts. Like I, I do kind of dig that concept theoretically, but I've not done any research on like it's viability. Hey, is this a safe space? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I have a story to tell. Let's do okay. it. Um, speaking of the the defense thing and how the Browns got there last week. So I was pretty big into thinking Pittsburgh was just going to roll this game, right? I am not in a state where sports betting is legal. I know I can use all these other sites, whatever, but I'm about 30 minutes from the Illinois border. So first play of the game, see that snap go over. I see it go for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, shit, I could get a good line on this. I could get a good live line on Pittsburgh. Hop in the car, start driving down. By the time I get to Illinois, 21 0. It's 14 0. So I get an even worse line than if it's. So you hammered it at like plus 185. I, I hammered it at uh, plus five, was the was the spread at the live spread at the time. I'm like, All right, this is a fluke start, plus five at the spread. But before I get home, it's 28 0. Yeah, and I'm just h- hating myself in the. Did, so you, did just, you, you think about turning and go back again? I actually it? did. Yes, <laughs> and I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Can't do it. Oh my god! I, ha- I have to say, it's very commendable of you to do the legal sports betting when you when there are so many other options. And I know well, they, we're not supposed to say that su- on that show. They did but, sucker me in with a, a promo uh, too, and profit, a bonus, and a hundred percent profit boost promo. And, and they gave you yeah. a shell gift card too, right? And you're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. good. so I was like, all right, man, I yeah, and it was terrible, and I felt terrible, and it was like an eight hundred dollar drive, thirty minute <laughs> drive. I was not happy. Did you have fun explaining that story to your wife? No, I, I texted she, her on the way home. I'm like, it's already bad. <laughs> It's like, I got to go. I got to go drive. I got to go drive to the border to make this can't lose bet. Like I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah. It's, it's not a good, it's not a good situation. Um, those profit boosts though. Like, I, I mean, I don't live in a state 
where sports betting is legal either i'd have to drive honestly tuttle i'd have to do the same drive as you i'd have to drive 30 minutes but i mean you guys know me that's it's like literally the it'd have to be like a five thousand percent profit boost and i'd take an uber and it's just like i'm really lazy uh (laughs) but i could go to illinois do the same things but some of the profit boosts these books offer like if you were trying to be a recreational grinder you could you could like lock up like yeah yeah like you could lock up like 500 free bucks a month from these sports books trying to get new users but you know that's how they colorado and new jersey are where you can get a ton right yeah the competition is so good illinois is fine too really illinois is doing some but but what you're talking about, Pete, is the region-specific one. So, like, FanDuel will be like, if you're in Pennsylvania, you can bet uh, the University of Pennsylvania's basketball team plus 100 points against, you know, whatever. It's, it's you know, because they, they try and loop people in to what they care about. It's it's a beautiful business model um, for these sports books. And uh, as as citizens of the industry, we should want them to keep competing because uh, when, when one of DK or FanDuel has – you know, like uh, vaingloriously defeated the other in capturing the sportsbook market in the United States. All that stuff's going away. Yeah, I mean, when we're now at the point in a, a near monopoly where DraftKings doesn't feel the need to take me out for sushi dinners, uh, <laughs> I mean, we we need more. Come on, egg. We are. Come on, egg. We are. <laughs> take this man out for sushi. All right, uh, Dan. Final thoughts. Um. Just don't play very many guys from the Packers uh, Rams game, and you'll probably be happy. Or Let's play all the, the guys, or stack the game. Early screenshots. Early screenshots. You'll know. You can spend the rest of your weekend hanging out with your lady friend, with your dogs, with your kids, however you choose to spend your time. Um, so that might be fun. A lot of different things you can do. Yeah. Uh, Pete, final thoughts? Yeah, just make sure you uh, gas up the tank there uh, so you can hit those live lines when the opportunities arise. <laughs> that is a good bit, Dan. Like, we should extend <laughs> that bit. Like, how good of a like how good of a live line does Dan need to, to hop a, into <laughs> to hop into the car? He's, it's drive. a running on fumes means it's just like a must-have versus ah <laughs> oh, no, it's 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 fully gassed up. That is uh that is good bits. Um everyone, make sure you here's here's the call to action i'll leave everyone with tweet at soccer dave and ask him what he did at work today just be like hey dave you know how was your day at work like what did you do were you was it productive did would you get anything what'd you get accomplished and tweet at him in all caps release the shirts do both of those things just really annoy soccer dave punish him uh for not joining the show today uh everyone thank you very much for watching listening to this whole cast uh we appreciate it and we will be back next week 